Welcome to If These Ovaries Could Talk. I'm Jamie. I'm Robin. And we're your hosts. Let me show you. Love is love. If you don't have to make a family by taking a traditional ride. If these ovaries could talk, you'd say. How do I get the sperm through custom? I am a lesbian. So gay. So gay. We need to tell our story. It's not your nuclear family anymore. It's not just your mom and dad. Thing. We're not ruining these little humans. It's not for the gay reason. Just because <laughs> we stay. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, this is Helen. I'm back. This episode is brought to you by Trust and Will, Every Plate, California Cryobank. We're thanking them for making this show a possibility because Jamie Robin didn't do it. <laughs> Thank you, Helen. <laughs> Thank you so much, Helen. Uh, Guys, Helen's back. She wanted to do the she wanted to do that intro for you. And we you. were like, listen, sure, you just didn't show up for the first week, but that's okay. We'll reward you by putting you on air, Helen. Okay, we got this. She just really <laughs> wanted to do it. I don't know why she had to include the dig, though. At well, us, it's it is Helen. No, that's Helen. I just want you guys to know that Jamie was like, literally <laughs> crying while I was trying to do that. Just FYI, BT dubs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cr- I'm crying from laughter. Oh, that was Jamie, fun. You know what wasn't fun? <laughs> oh, I could tell you. I know where you're going here. So I don't know if anyone saw on my social on my Instagram account on on Real Rob Hops. I had some ketchup drinks with some friends, and I would like to say I was not drunk. I would like to really clarify that up front. And as I was leaving, I got all like, <laughs> "Hey guys, I'm like," and I took my son's electric scooter because I wanted to watch this show called impossible builds on on hulu and i needed to finish the show and i was like well i'll be late so i took my son's electric scooter and in taking the electric scooter i had to take it home so i was all okay guys um get this on video as i like scoot away and i all cocky like throw the throttle down so i'm hitting 15 miles an hour and there's this family up in front of me and i make this like really exaggerated swerve around them because i wanted to be all fancy like and just as I go to come back and straighten around, I hit a ridge in the sidewalk. And there's that moment, Jamie, where time slowed down. I knew what was coming. I flew off the scooter, smacked <sighs> my face on the sidewalk. And I do mean oh my, my cheek. Oh, my God. And oh, the yeah, yeah. things that went through my head immediately were, one, I hope we didn't get that print commercial for the family because I think I just wrecked my face. And then two, I hope my friends didn't see that. They saw it because there's a video and you should go watch it. And it's I, I actually don't like seeing people oh. fall or face plant. So I will say it's a little painful, but you're OK. So that's good. But also, yeah. Robin, you're not supposed to be on that on the sidewalk. Well, but it was like a major it was like a major four lane road. I, I couldn't be on the road. I would have been killed. And it was dark. It was it was really all dumb. I mean, I could have lost all my teeth. I could have like had road rash. I was really pretty lucky. I mean, I think the point is you and your whole family needs to stay away from wheels. That's it. No more wheels for you guys. Jeez. <sighs> but I'm glad you're okay. It's also back yes. to school. We are officially back to school. My son, my three-year-old, had his first day back. I mean, at school. This is, the, this is big news. Today. You have two kids in the same school. And any city parent knows, or even I should say suburb parent, oh too, the double pickup is real. Any like two parent. different triple, like two different, uh, three different locations is a nightmare because it's always the same time. So having them at the same school is like the sky opens up 
Oh my God. Angels or whomever are singing. I don't know. I'm not feeling that yet. I'm not. I thought you I didn't? was going to feel that, but he only had an hour today. I, I thought it was going to be fine. We we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. And then all of a sudden when he's walking in, all of a sudden I started just crying. Wait, what? You started crying? Why? <laughs> I mean, I didn't cry, hardcore cry, but like tears started coming out of my eyes and I got a little verklempt. Like, and I don't even know where it came from because I wasn't feeling that way, but it just bubbled up it bubbled right up to the surface and then i made fun of myself in my head like oh my god what's wrong with you oh let yourself have that moment it's a nice it's a nice moment i did i did all right so guys the last time that we talked about having a book out Mm -hmm. we told you that we were finalists in the nonfiction category for a goldie award you remember that guys yes and we have news on that front jamie yes we do what's the news we lost (laughs) we did we lost (laughs) we know We we know Whatever, who cares? Yeah. The book is fabulous. The book is fabulous. It was. It is. And we yeah. were finalists, Jamie, so let's just spin that. And, you know, losing is, you know, whatever. It's fine. It keeps it, us it humble. It builds character. Uh, yeah. And it builds character. And you know what? We were just we were just happy to be nominated. We so were. thanks so much. We but anyways. If you want to get the book, If These Ovaries Could Talk, The Things We've Learned About Making LGBTQ Family, it is available on Amazon, all major retailers. And you can also, you know, hit up IndieBound if you want to buy locally. And also, we read the audio yes. book. So if you... You are used to listening to us, so you might as well just get the audiobook and listen to our dulcet tones yes. read the book to you. And I want to say, it is a good book. It is. The awards didn't Even if we want lost. to give us the award, but I want to say, it is a really good book and people like it. That's true. Damn, it. damn it. So, okay. All right. All right. One more thing before we get to our interview. <laughs> we just want to say, if you want to help us make content for LGBTQ families, we would really appreciate it. And all you have to do to do that is join our Patreon community. You're going to do a good thing and you're going to get bonus content. Oh, and at the gestational carrier level, you're going to get video interviews of most episodes. Drop a day early, generally speaking. Yeah. So you're going to head to patreon.com slash ovaries talk to join. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Patreon. That is correct. Who's our guest today, Jamie? All right. Robin <gasps> Lowy. Love her. Love her. She's great. She is the author of the book Lesbian Game Changers, which is like a compilation of all of these lesbian game changers throughout history. It's a really cool book, and I I really enjoy it. She's also a mom and a trailblazer. She had kids in the 90s when not many in our community were doing that. She's been through a divorce. She's got two grown-up boys who are now men. So she's raised men, y'all. Yes. She's done it. Yes. And we want to know about that. Yes. Let's let's just get to this amazing interview. Helen, could, could you please, we're glad you're back. Could you, could you roll the tape? Please, Helen. Thank you so much, Helen. We're really trying to appreciate her lately. Hi, other Robin. (laughs) Other Robin. Hi, Robin. Robin squared over here for you, Jamie. It's so fun for me. You know, my best friend growing up is Robin. So there's so many Robins in my life. And now we're just we're just really going with the Robin theme. We're going we're going there. We're going hard. All right, let's let's get started with you where we we're always so happy do. to have you. Hey. I know we're I'm so, so happy excited to be here. here. Let's get started with our elevator pitch. 30 seconds about you and your life and your family. And I'm going to put this up just to scare the pants but off of you. Listen, Robin, we will never cut you off. If you go over, you go over. You do you, boo. Okay. All right. On your mark, get set, go. Hey, so my name is Robin Lowy, and I am a queer parenting pioneer, first and foremost. And uh, my partner and I each had a child in the 90s, and they're both grown men. They're feminists now. I'm so impressed with them. And so I wrote a book called Game Changers, Lesbians You Should Know About, and I've given it away to over 300 schools in the San Francisco Bay Area. I'm also a speaker, and I'm making a series of short films. 
Boom. Ooh. She hit it right on the 30-second mark. And, and she just she just made that up on the spot because she wasn't <laughs> ready for this. And you got so much info in there. Oh, oh so good. Oh, so nice. good. Thanks, you nice. guys. All right, we're going to dig in, but we have to start where Jamie always wants Obviously. to start, which is the Bay Area. And then I'll take a nap while you do this. First, I'm from San Francisco, so we have to talk about this. This is amazing. I mean, I, I, was, I was there in the 90s. I was growing up in the 90s. Um, were you in the city or where were you? I grew up in Marin County where I live now in Sausalito, uh-huh, but I moved uh-huh. to San Francisco for 20 years. And that was partly because my partner and I in the eighties, early eighties, she was the mother of my two kids. We're no longer together. The, we bio- were actually, the biological mom. Yeah. We're both the biological mom. We each oh, had okay. one. Gotcha. So anyways, we got, uh, we got homophobic reactions walking down the street. We got our cars vandalized. This is in the city um, in the 80s no, in, in Marin, in where Marin. I grew up. And so mm-hmm. we moved to the city and I was like, oh, I can't believe we're going to move to the city because when you grow up over here, you don't move to the city. But we spent 20 good years there and raised the kids till they were in kindergarten and junior high, respectively. Well, let's talk about like how you were a pioneer. And I feel like at that time, not a ton of you know, LGBTQ folks were having kids. It seemed like at that time, a lot of people were like, maybe somebody was in a heterosexual marriage and they had kids and then they left and the kids were that way. So it's like, what made you be like, yeah, we're doing this. And, yeah, and how did this go? Yeah. It's funny that you say that because people assume with kids, my kids age that I was married to a man. Yeah. Right. Right. Because it was so unusual that two women would have children together at that time. But right. there were a handful of us. And I think what happened was my partner and I were together like seven years and she wanted to have kids. Her mom died. Something happened. She just a switch flipped. She was 32. She's like, I need to have kids now. And I'm like, what? Why would we do that? We're lesbians. We're, we're like, living that gay life, girl. Yeah, we're not what, having what children. Mean? And also, like, how would we even do that? Like, right. well, when I was a little kid, I had two rules. One, I'll never marry a man. One, I'll never have a baby. Mm. Oops. Hmm. You kept one of those. I did. But anyway, so um, she wanted to have a child. I decided, okay, I'm not doing that. I left her for about a minute, like <gasps> two days, went to a friend's mm-hmm. house, watched that's so the lovely. VCR, and yeah. then yeah. I and changed cried. my mind. And I'm like, okay, okay. So that's how it happened. And we didn't know how to do it. So we took Lesbians mm-hmm. Considering Parenting Workshops oh. by uh, Sherry Pies. I don't know if you know she is. She wrote some books. Anyway, there was like one sperm bank in town. and. Mm. We had to um, go through this series of exercises and some of the things they would have us do is like draw a pie chart and have it like, okay, so this much time's left for you, this tiny sliver. After, when you have a child, your life will be consumed and you'll have this much time for yourself. So it was just kind of a funny thought that like you make an active decision to have children as lesbians or queers <laughs> of any sort. And a lot of straight people just kind of get pregnant. So I mean, like if you make this active decision, what kind of a crazy person would make a decision to change their whole life and give it all up and all their money? And like my friends who didn't have children or, you know, it's it is what it is. And I wouldn't have changed the thing. And I'm completely delighted. And I wouldn't have done it without her. And she's a great mom. And we have an amicable relationship now. But yeah. But also they felt the need to tell you your time is going to be gone as if you didn't know that you're at some kind of a clinic. Like you're like, we got a sense of what parenting is going to be. Well, yeah, leave, leave it to lesbians to overanalyze everything and like really plan yeah. it out and right, turn it totally. into a pie chart. Well, and then we all had boys thing. too, because we planned it so well, you know about that. Right. So if you've got, no, 
you've got these eggs in there and you've taken your basal temperature and you know exactly mm-hmm. when the time is to inseminate. We had to go to a doctor to do it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's those little sperms that are males, they swim faster and they get That's to their what target. my mom always told me. Yeah. And this, uh-huh. the girls will go slower and, and, and last longer. The boys will die out. So if you're not exactly on target, you're more likely to have a girl. And if you're exactly on target, you're more likely to have a boy. So all the lesbians that we knew had boys. Most of them. Because <laughs> the sisters are doing it for themselves. That's why. It was. Interesting. It's so funny. It's funny you say that, though, with about the, the planning and the why would anybody go into it after you really think it through? It's um, it's true. Like, we have this podcast and we're always talking about how, how awful it is. <laughs> and it's a podcast all about, like, gay baby making. Especially, like, like, when we talk to the millennials, oh, we'll God, be like, you could, you could wait. Yeah. You don't have to do it right now. You've got time. Oh, God. We, I had my son when I was like 38, too. He's 25 now. Me, too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brutal, right? I was and, 39. And there's a reason yeah. why we're made to have babies at like 25. Yeah, that is I can't get very true. I was just on the playground this morning. I was just climbing up that thing thinking, this is no place for me to be. This is no place. <laughs> I am too old to be on top of this jungle knees. gym. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, seriously. Okay, uh, Robin, we got to be quick here because it's back to school season and I have to get dinner in the crock pot before I pick up the kids. I also have to go to the grocery store, so I got to go. There's no time for anything now. School time. Okay, I'm all set because we got every plate this week. Oh, I love every plate. Duh. I should do that. Uh It really uh is. It's one of the best value meal kits out there. Did you know that every plate is 50% cheaper than a meal made from grocery store ingredients? I read that. Mm -hmm. And I need to go back to every plate. I have to do that. I love every plate and Maxine and I cook the meals together. It's it's really special. And honestly, using every plate, it helps us have more pleasant cooking experiences because every plate provides easy to follow recipe cards and pre-portioned ingredients so that I'm not down her neck with the chopping and the prepping, which makes both of us happier cooks. Yeah, you see, cooking can be pleasant with kids. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And honestly, I love the idea of not having to plan the weekly meals or shop for them. I hate grocery stores. So if I can avoid shopping, I am a happy camper. And every recipe comes together in about 30 minutes. So my wife and I have time for a glass of wine and chill time while we cook. Kid-free. Love it. Nice, nice. Okay, folks, you're just going to sign up. We even have a discount for you. You take that quality time, Lady Jamie. I'm actually really happy that we found every plate because most meal kits are super expensive and they're complicated and no parent has time for that. Mm -mm. But Mm -mm. every plate is actually affordable and good. And one meal is basically the price of a cup of coffee. I mean, come on now. Come on, seriously. Okay, here's the discount. Try every plate for just $1.99 per meal, plus an additional 20% off your next two boxes by going to everyplate.com and entering code OCT199. You're going to get started with every plate for just $1.99 per meal, plus an additional 20% off another two weeks by going to everyplate.com and entering code OCT199. That's up to $100 value, guys. Go do it now. So used a sperm bank. You used we a sperm bank. We did the first time. My my brother stepped up and was the donor for my partner. She had the first oh. baby. I never intended to have a child still. I was very firm about it. I was kind of ever so slightly butchier and an athlete. And I just never envisioned like the Murphy Brown pregnancy that yeah. happened. Yeah, your body. The Murphy, remember when Murphy Brown got pregnant? Oh. That was such a big deal. God, so that was amazing. I didn't want to have a baby ever. And so she used my brother. We have this beautiful boy. They said it would take up to eight months to have a pregnancy. It it happened right away. 
so brutal. <laughs> I want to know how that conversation went, though, because this brother? is yes, because I mean, we've talked to other couples who have used the brother, you know, that, but that's more commonplace now. I mean, yeah, that's true. That's a good point, Jamie. Oh, at the time, it was my brother's wife who said, why don't you consider your brother? My brother and I were really, really close. They lived abroad most of the time. So that made it simple. They have their own kids. We considered him like a blood donor. We went through yeah. all these legal hoops, making sure that he had no legal rights. And we were very concerned about that. But it wasn't really necessary. I mean, I guess it was, but he, he's just not that kind of guy. And he has his own kids. And he's been a really loving uncle to both the boys equally, even though one of them is his biological son. And right. we've always told our son from day one that this is his uncle daddy and that, you know, he's not around that much. He lives abroad, but you see him once a year and we're all still very close. Um, but like my dad freaked out and said right before we were going to inseminate, I think this is the wrong thing to do. And, you know, so it was a very touchy subject to use your brother. And, um, yeah. but it worked out really well for us. And then we, we stored a bunch of it frozen and she intended to have a second child. And then she had secondary infertility and we tried everything. And that's when I stepped up, but I obviously couldn't use my brother. So obviously, we have no. yeah. a sperm yeah. bank for him. And that's a whole nother story where we found like nine donor siblings recently. And uh -huh. Uh -huh. did you have to be talked into carrying or were you just like, I, I want to have a second kid well, more than I don't want to have a baby? I didn't want to have a second kid at all. Actually, our first kid <laughs> you're like the reluctant parent on all fronts. I love I it. He was such a good boy. I used to wonder why do these people let their children scream? Oh, you had a good one. And we yeah. slept through the night and, I, you know, it was yeah. all so good. And he was just the nicest boy. You'd, you'd tell him no and he'd go, oh, well, all right. You know, like, <laughs> what the heck? So this kid was just like amazing. And then a heavenly kid. That doesn't happen often. I know. And so it, he totally duped us. Right. That, that mm -hmm. kids are like that. So. Well, you she, go, you go. I mean, well, we're really scheduled. We, I mean, these are the things Robin we do. This, I had this, this first Robin. kid too. Oh gosh. She got duped. Yeah. yeah. Got duped. I did get duped. But, but my ex Pam, um, she, she wanted a second child so, so much. And we didn't want an only child. We both have siblings we're close to, and it just seemed sad and it meant so much to her. And then, you know, I didn't, yeah, I don't know. I just was trying to be all, I'll step up. Right. I had I no this. idea what I was in for. You just, you just like jumped in blindly. You just yeah, were like, all was, right, let's do it. It was horrifying. I really, truly, <laughs> I got so sick. I, I was like morning sickness every day for three months. And then I, it was terrible. Then I miscarried, which was a heartbreaker. Oh no. And so, but during that time, a different donor came up that was more appropriate for us. So then I was sick all again for another three months. Oh. And then out <laughs> comes the most difficult child. <laughs> I cried every day. For like five years. I'm like, how yeah. can I possibly go another day? Well, and like you, like much like Jamie, you each carried one. So there's like a feeling of like, is this my, mm -hmm. like I carried both the kids and one came out that was just like, how can I help <laughs> with that? And then the other one punched her in the face. Yeah. So it's like, but I care. I know that it's all my fault. So, you know, whereas it's, I think it's interesting when you have one of each. Did you have the same donor for both? No, different donors. So I can blame, maybe I can oh, blame. Yeah, you can blame the, the donor. I'll blame that you second blame donor. The, donor. the second donor. Well, thank I, you for that, Robin. I'm going to do that. Thank you. <laughs> I was it's thinking that too, Robin. I was thinking that too. But yeah, for me, my wife carried our older one and I carried the second one. And From the so, same donor? Same donor. So I can totally blame my wife. <laughs> <laughs> 
God. I'm just kidding. I'm just keep that quiet. This 25 year old is like been a really big champion actually for my whole book project. And he's been a consultant on it. He's 25 now. And um, this is your second son. My second son. The Mm -hmm. older son is, you know, very much on board with what I'm doing, but the younger son has actually stepped in and been like an advisor. And I've gone into his classroom. I did. I spent a lot of time going into the classroom Mm -hmm. as a speaker. So I'd go into the high schools uh, about nine, eight years ago before I wrote this and, and just kind of represent and bring a trans person with me and just kind of talk about, oh, I grew up around here and my son is your age and blah, blah, blah. And talk about terms like what is heterosexism? When you walk in a room, you think everybody's straight, uh, stuff like that. Just kind mm-hmm. of going over stuff with them and having fun with it. And then um, that led to me really understanding the homophobia in the classroom. Plus when we came to Marin again, the kids came home from school, the older one um, was like, why are people saying you're so gay, you fag at the classroom? And Mm. there was a lot of homophobia. And then I started coaching little league and really we were very out as parents, but we had a reaction from some of the other parents where they were like, Oh, so you're lesbians. That's so interesting. Let me, you know, we always wanted some lesbians in our circle of friends. And we were like, Ew. Like you're a chess piece. Yeah. Yeah. And the dads would be like, oh, you look so much like Ellen. I'm like, really? How is that? Like, because we're both lesbians and white. No, I don't think so. Yeah, it was it was icky. But we kind of we met like the other couple of lesbians in town. And I mean, now it's was there like a final straw that was like, we got to get out of like, was it about the kids or no, was it stayed. like, this is going to get worse? Still here. They, yeah, they moved back. And it was the other oh, way. Oh, you moved back. Oh, I thought it was. I, okay, I'm sorry. So I was confused. In the 1980s, we met. We moved in together in Marin. We got called dykes and our cars vandalized. We felt like we needed to move to the city. Several years went by. We enjoyed being gay in the city in the 80s. It was fantastic. Then we decided to have kids in the 90s. And then when they were in junior high and kindergarten, just starting, that's when we moved back to Marin. So it was like, Okay. 20 years it. later, we moved back to Marin. Now it's 20 years later after that. And I'm still here. I love it here. I'm right near the city. It's very, very beautiful. I got to say that. So you just chose to be like, I will go into the schools and I'll be, yeah, I'll, I'll be the change in that way to try to help. That's what really was my this. big spur was like, wow, look at the difference of the San Francisco to Marin. And I grew up here and I was that little girl who felt really othered and teased and liked girls and was just so ashamed of myself for it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. took me a while to come out. I didn't come out till I left here. Till I went to college. Yeah. So I just wanted to tell the kids, Hey, look, you know, you're not weird. Robin, Jamie, we are making babies left and right with this podcast. Yes. Especially now that we're offering listeners a free level two donor information subscription for 90 days at California Cryobank. I know, I mean, Jamie. I mean, I we have gotten notes from folks thanking us for the subscription, and I could not be prouder. Oh, me either. I'm super proud. And if you still haven't taken advantage of this offer yet, here is one amazing reason to choose California Cryobank as your sperm bank. What's that reason, Robin? What's okay. that reason? We both used California Cryobank. Wait, Three. wait, wait. And I have one more. <laughs> They Ooh. maintain the industry's highest quality standards, so you know you're getting good sperm when you choose them. Things good I never sperm. thought I'd say as a lesbian. Oh, there you go. And I have another one. Oh, California Cryo has a diverse selection of over 400 highly screened donors representing over 90 different ancestries. They have got us covered. They, they really do, and they're just good people, Jamie, they and are. they're offering they us are. and our listeners a wonderful gift. 
I love it. It's true. A level two donor subscription is worth 145 bucks, guys. That is a huge help. Big, huge, huge, tremendous. Huge. Yes, we recently went back to our donors folder. Did you know this? And looked at his pictures and read his essay and personal letter to the kids because my daughter was asking about him. So it's nice to have that. Mm-hmm. We have all this info in a nice organized folder that they gave us after we got pregnant. And now what they do on California Cryobank, it's not just a folder. They actually give you a special USB drive with all the important info. And they call it the donor keepsake. So it's like even better now. Ah. Super handy. They think of everything. They really do. So listen, folks, just go to cryobank.com. You're going to open a free account and use the code OCT. And that's going to activate your free subscription today. That's cryobank.com. C-R-Y-O-B-A-N-K.com. You're going to make those babies. And then you're going to tell us about it. Code OCT. So let's talk because your path to parenting was interesting because you had to use a a, a donor in the sit like a, a random like sperm donor sent like what did you use it was just a private donation uh no center? it was bank? for me it was a bank and we, at the time we we could look at several pieces of paper that described everything about him his disposition did he smoke pot a couple times a week 25 <laughs> years old um you know skin was light hair was curly he's jewish all this stuff that we felt was a lot like my ex. So mm-hmm. so you uh, went with that? Yeah. So you had just like parameters, just like any other. Oh, and bank. he was willing to be known. That was huge. That, oh. And back then that was less. Yeah. And guess what? Often that was a choice. When it was time to meet him, he said no. <gasps> oh, no. Isn't that awful? Let's talk about that. This is what I, I want to get into. I want to get into the parenting because you have raised your kids. You're done. We are still in the process of it. So we don't know how, we don't know the endings. I mean, I mean, I know you're not at the end yet, Robin, but <laughs> we not. don't know. We don't know how these, these little beings are going to turn out. So it's lovely to hear your perspective on the whole parenting and like, you know, the, the children that you raised in your LGBTQ household. We don't often get to talk to people where the kids are older. And I think you're the first person we've talked to, and it is similar to my situation where they have two different donors. How did that play out, especially given what you just said, like one of like you went to go to find him and he said no. And then you have your brother. And so your one child knows the donor, the other can't know, or at least not now anyway. Like and and did they have did the two kids have different opinions about the donor? Like, how did all that play out? I don't know. It was just kind of like they both adopted my brother equally as Mm -hmm. this loving uncle. And since they had two very different parents and. Their brothers, uh, they just didn't think about it that much. I think my younger one had a fantasy once that his dad might be flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers for some reason. I'm like, why? You know, like what? But they, neither of them have tripped that hard about their male heritage side. They just, they uh-huh. understand very much that they have two loving parents. They have a lot of men. I don't know. I have this view. I have a very strong opinion about that being that the culture itself is so male dominated and so completely male centric, like every, yes. everything. So I feel mm-hmm. like the boys got plenty of idea about how to be a man just from the world. Plus they had other fathers that they respected. And of course my brother and my dad. Um, so it never felt lacking to them and they weren't all that terribly curious about it. That's interesting. And there was no difference, uh, the, the, the younger one, other than his flea, there was no like, I wish I knew my. Nope. That's that's fantastic. 
And and yeah. then when we met all the donor siblings, uh, that was a huge thing for him. And he was the oldest how, of all the donors. How did that happen? Uh, a friend of mine from Texas randomly had heard about Oprah's. Oprah's got a donor sibling registry. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's bullshit. I don't know about this. I don't care. Right. You don't know about Oprah. it, Jamie? No, it, wait, it, what? I rem- it, the woman was on Oprah and she was the first person to start oh. a national sibling registry board. Okay. For somehow oh. it was tied to Oprah. But anyway, yeah. I thought, well, that's oh. dumb. I don't care about that. So late <laughs> one night I come home and of course I'm curious and I log on to this thing and I'm thinking, whatever. Okay. $75. I don't think so. And then I was like, all right, all right. And I just okay, let's see. paid the money, yeah. went to bed. And then in the morning I woke up and there was, you know, like eight responses from like, oh my God, we have donor whatever number and we live not that far from you. And it, it turned out it was a several different families. So then we got how to get together with all of them. And there's one that lives. How old, how old was your son when, when you found that? That was about 16 or 17. And all these kids ranged from like, he was the oldest. So from 15 to about maybe 11 or 10. And it's the funniest thing because my son said to me, does it ever bother you that I'm straight? Because like all my donor siblings, almost all are, are some form of queer. Oh, really? Oh, that's he said, does it ever make you sad that both your sons turned out straight? I'm like, no, are you kidding? That's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious, though, that they feel they have to come out. Like, I feel like come out as straight. our kids feel like they have to come out as straight or just like explain it to me. us. I, I'm straight. I'm straight. I'm <laughs> sorry. Just really I like tried. Girls. Yeah. <laughs> it's they, so funny, but good for you. I think that it was a great comfort for him to meet all these siblings. They all have this very similar look. They're all kind of nerdy. And all really smart. <laughs> and a lot of them are writers and performers and and that type of creative side that um, so interesting feels really good to him. Like this is it isn't like their family, but they all they all keep in touch on social media. And we're, we've been kind of aced out of the picture. We thought it was so interesting. Let's have them over again. I'd like to talk yeah. to their moms. They're like, come on, mom. Like, it's just not between you and anybody, but us like and us. the kids, you know. Oh, that's interesting. What were the other families? Were Mostly they like lesbians? Queer? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Lesbian huh. moms of our age group in the area. So we're like, yeah, let's all be friends. Let's hang out, you know? And yeah. Because yeah, before community. like the banks were shipping internationally, like, I mean, we have the, in their two groups, we have siblings like in Australia, like oh. it's like all over because our banks ships internationally. So, but it's like, that was probably before that. So it would just be local families. Like that's it was so mostly fascinating. Local. We've only found two so far, but I haven't done all the work I'm supposed to do for that. But we've only found two in California. And well, we're it's a little York. sensitive. You know, you just don't, you're not sure mm-hmm. how much you're going to want to. It's, it, we're, our kids are still young. My kids are only seven and three. So we're just starting that process. <laughs> That's pretty early. <laughs> yeah. We're, well, Robin's known since like. Only because, only because I was trying to see if I could find oh, someone right. who had more sperm because my guy was out of the program and I, we didn't have any more and I wanted to have a sibling. So that's the only reason we joined. But oh, then it ended up being a thing that, and now you know, they all know like, each other. Yeah, well, yeah. And a couple of our of his donor siblings did share their sperm with the other couple because oh, yeah. they ran out and they couldn't and they needed it. So it is kind of cool. Well, when we were first started talking, you had sent a, a a video of one of your sons. I mean, think it's your youngest son. Like, and he was speaking eloquently about the LGBTQ community. So it seems like they turned out to be advocates and and. Was it pretty much okay for them? I mean, I'm asking you to speak on behalf of them. Oh, very much so, yeah. And my older son is very outspoken about having two moms and how he's just really strongly against people that have any criticism of that. And he will 
really, he's very articulate and he will just make them very uncomfortable and he kind of enjoys it. It's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Good for if, him. if they, you know, even when we first moved to Marin, he would say, look, if you're going to say you're so gay, I'm not even going to be your friend. And he was the new kid. I mean, who does that? And then wow. uh, later he joined this rowing, a very elite rowing club, and he became kind of a champion there. And they were very wealthy kids. And he heard it all over again. This is in high school. Mm-hmm. And he did the same thing. He was team captain and he did the same thing to them. So really proud of his uh, what a outspokenness. Strong, strong kid. So that's yeah. what we all want, right? It's what oh we all God. want. One, one I, thing I did recently was I did a parenting pioneers workshop or webinar with my fiscal sponsor called Our Family Coalition. They're here in the Bay Area and they help teach schools about how to um, talk about LGBT history and stuff. And they also service young families, young queer families. And so what I did was bring in a couple pioneers and have them tell their stories. And it was so touching and cool to share our view of what it was like compared to how it is now and how we feel like there was no one to look up to. We didn't have role models, anyone that was doing it. There would be a few isolated parents here and there, but not a group or a community. So I feel like there's just so much to learn from our role models. And I'm happy to represent that angle. So I've been doing these webinars and just really enjoying. And that's a lot about what I did when I wrote this book was put put people who have done great things with no role models. And that was, that was like the idea. And so two of the women in the book were in my webinar. Mm -hmm. And it's in the book called Game Changers, but go ahead, James. This is what I just, I I absolutely love. It's, it is, it is, we need to acknowledge our history. We need to under, we need to acknowledge the pioneers who came before us like you are of the generation before Robin and I even started. And when Robin and I started, we didn't have nearly as much as let's say they have now, even since we started this podcast four yeah. years right. ago. Right. Isn't it the amazing changes, how fast? How fast it's, it's changed going. exponentially. But we need to pay attention to where we started. Like Pride started as a riot. Everybody is is we need to remember that. It started with a fight and we are still fighting. But same thing, this has to do with your book too, Game Changers and, and, and where we came from and how far we've come. I think it's really important that we acknowledge that. I think so. And I, I just enjoy it too, because I feel like it's not that different now, even though it's changed a lot. We, we still, I feel like we're still seeing a lot of low self-esteem, a lot of worry. And I think one of the things I heard most in the webinar was about people worried that their kids, their boys aren't going to grow up to be great people because they're boys and like what are we thinking like or i don't know just you that, mean like queer families yeah, worrying queer that families their boys are worried that their offspring might not be great allies or great people in the world i get that i and, i do have that fear yeah I have and i think it's reasonable having a son i know but that's anybody would worry about that i would think i, I would hope. think any family would worry that way but mostly queer families being so other to start with are a little concerned so I just feel like from myself and all the women I know who did it with me, every single one of those kids brings to the world a perspective that's unique and important. They experience the being othered from a young age. So I feel like you can't go wrong raising kids. You're doing a service to the world to raise kids in queer families. Teaching them empathy. You're teaching empathy. You're teaching. I mean, we're not teaching them. We're living it. We're living the fact that the 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 societal norms other us and other yeah. our family this is this is a landmine too discussing yeah. this because yeah, it is. 
there are so many marginalized people in society who are really, really othered, um, not just the LGBTQ community, but black and brown people. Right. And so we have an invisible thing. Like my boys are, I, I've always told them, look, you're smart, white, tall, athletic, educated. And if you think you're going to succeed in this world, um, it's not because of all the, you know, it's because you've been handed so much. Yeah. And I've drilled, yeah. we've drilled it into them, not just by saying it, but I think they really experienced us as parents in, especially in this community of Marin, where we didn't make as much money as the families with the men. We struggled with sexism in our jobs really mm-hmm. bad at times. And the kids were there for all of this. They saw it. And also another thing that interests me is that when my kids were little, every time we opened the newspaper, every time we saw the news, there was always some gay right being challenged or, you know, there was prop eight going on. We, you know, yeah. always something going on that, that challenged their family. Like, by the way, still, yeah, yeah. Still. but still. I mean, it was, it was it, worse then though. It was for sure. every single day. Yeah. There was yeah. something big. Yeah. Cause then it's, it was about marriage and it was about mm-hmm. like the idea that you were having kids. Like now it's, that does not challenge as much. It's like our trans brothers and sisters are having a much harder time than well, we now, are. Yeah. It, now that's the big you know, thing. But like yeah. we, we, we couldn't even put our names on the birth certificate. We had to adopt each other's children. We had, yeah. we still had to, I had to come out. You guys probably do too. We over still do, and over yeah. again in a, yeah. in a school yeah. setting or, Oh, what's your husband do? Like, you know, yeah. I don't you know, walk outside with the kid and they say, Oh, his father must be so proud or that happens. Yeah. It's, still ha- it's because, because the societal norm is heterosexual. Like yeah. that's what it is. It hasn't changed. It's not changed yet. But I just I feel like you guys change. probably had it so much worse than of we do. Course. Well, what I noticed more than anything was here. I was just an average person, lesbian, whatever. And then as soon as I was pregnant, it was like people would stop me on the street. Oh my God, you're having a baby. You know, like just this heterosexist approval. Yeah. And then pushing the yeah. stroller. Oh my God. Just it's like when you have a cute puppy or something. Everyone loves you suddenly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh, look it's at your so baby. strange though. It's so startling. Yeah. I found that when I was when I we did a wedding, even though it wasn't legal, but we did a like a destination wedding. And as soon as I that was planned. The women at my workplace coming up to my desk saying, that, are you nervous? Are you excited? Like women who we were not ever friends before. Like, sure, I would see you and we'd oh, say hello in the hallway. Get because I was going to get married. Suddenly I was part of a group. Uh-huh. And, and, and then when the babies, it was the same thing too. But it was like the, these people just like loved a wedding. It's like they the princess like thing came up prince, that princess thing needs yeah to go. and it's it just so and go. it was like all of a sudden they could relate to me in some way oh, I, you know and they were at my desk 24 7 <laughs> talking I mean, about that you wedding know, pe- people try but bringing it back to raising sons and like white sons on top of this our white sons need to know their privilege just like mm-hmm. we as white folks need oh, yeah. to know our privilege and, and now they're schooling get- me yeah now my son's giving me all the books saying you've got to read all these books and unlearn your racism and i'm like I, well, that's- I'm like, okay, I got, I got you because like, obviously we can't see the water that we're swimming in. There's just no exactly. way. It's just the air we breathe. Yeah. Jamie, hmm? LGBTQ families are intentional. We say it all the time. We start planning for our babies before they come into the picture. And you know how I feel about making sure you have everything buttoned up legally mm-hmm. to make sure that your family that you work so hard to create is safe. Okay, this is why I love trustandwill.com. Yes, me too. I mean, it's true. We spend so much money to get our families. (laughs) It's nice to know that there's legal help out there that is affordable. 
Setting up an estate plan with trustandwill.com is simple, convenient, and secure. Seriously, for as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, and you can plan for future medical care all from the comfort of your home. You guys, hiring a traditional estate attorney can cost thousands. And using a one-size-fits-all template is really not nearly specialized enough, especially for our families. We don't, we can't do that. I, I know. And trust and will documents are designed by estate planning experts and customized for the state that you live in. And with live customer support seven days a week, trustandwill.com's team is available to answer any questions that you have while setting up your plan. Come on. Yeah. You just go to the website and you take the short quiz to see what product is right for you and customize the documents for your needs. I am so happy they're here for the little things I keep realizing I forgot to do. Like, <laughs> I still need to change the kids' guardians. Um, you know, things are always changing, so it's there, and I love it. So if you're like me and sometimes Robin and you need something quick, easy, and affordable, you're going to go to trustandwill.com. Yep, because Trust and Will is the most trusted name in online estate planning the category leader on Trustpilot, and they've helped hundreds of thousands of people protect their families' assets and legacy. So guys, go ahead. Gain peace of mind at trustandwill.com slash OCT, and you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. Don't wait. Go right now. This is really important, y'all. Get 10% off plus free shipping at trustandwill.com slash OCT. Trustandwill.com slash OCT. There you go. This is this makes me hopeful because I was literally I put last night we got home a little later and my son needed to wind down. He's three. So I put on a program and I put I ended up I put on Peter Pan, the old Peter oh Pan, God. which is completely problematic. That was and my son's this, favorite show of all time. Well, Disney mm-hmm. now has a disclaimer in the beginning of it, a paragraph where they say we know that there are there are terms in here that are racist and and this is this does not depict oh my God. tiger lily and they're like oh, they're yeah. like depicted as savages <laughs> like it's really it's bad oh, it's God. awful i haven't watched it in 100 years so i i don't it's know. it's pretty bad but here's my thing like i worry all the time because i'm raising a boy i'm raising a white boy i want him to be conscious i want him to be aware of all his privilege and everything he gets because of the color of his skin and because he has a penis but I also want to make sure that I'm giving him things that he needs. He, he, he is drawn to the color blue. He is drawn to sword fighting. He is drawn <laughs> to these things that I never expected would happen. He's his own person. Exactly. And so I'm constantly, I have this like inner struggle all the time. Like I have to give him what he wants, but I also have to really, really reiterate how, you know, and he's only three. So he's I, literally I, three, already, Exactly. He's only three, but I'm already worried about the boy I am going to oh, raise I, into this world. I feel you. We had um, my older son would start like making his toast into a gun and we oh, went to see? a therapist. We were like, yeah. what do we do? We don't want any guns in our house. He's making the toast right. into a gun. Every time um, my son picks something up, let's fight. Mama. Oh, I know. We don't fight. We don't fight in this house. But then I'm thinking, God, Jamie, don't be such a square. But like- also, how is that different from if, if someone had tried to make me wear a dress you know what I mean? Like, let your kids be their kids. Of course, you know, it's like, I, to me, it's like if my kid turns the toast into a gun, doesn't mean they're going to go out and buy an AK-47 because they know our household is like, I had a conversation with my son today about that because he loves gaming and a lot of the games involve guns and I hate it. But so I was like, listen, but you have to understand that our house, and he was like, of course, of course. You know, so we, we have those conversations right. about our house and what our values are. Well, yeah, and but, that's the difference. But I, but right? I let him 
you hope. Well, yeah, this was just, we were so young and like, we were like, yeah. and it was so long ago that we didn't really, we were, we had no clue. So our rule was that you could just play with a plastic gun. The therapist told us, let him play with the gun. Let him make the toast into a gun. Like we didn't know. <laughs> really? Oh God. See, that's let what I'm afraid it. of. I'm not going to let him play with a gun. As far as like at this point, there's no, but well, as long I, as the, my we son decided is finally, as long as the gun is a plastic, obvious toy gun that doesn't look anything like a gun. Otherwise, no, it has right, to be like right. a squirt okay. gun or a bright pink yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah, pink. I'll get him a pink gun, mate. No, I'm not getting him a pink. I'm not getting him any. We'll see. We'll we don't see have happens. to solve this today, Jamie. We'll see what for happens. You. But the point is, they they become who they are. You yeah. know, they're individuals. However, the way that we're parenting them with so much intentionality, and we are think overthinking yeah. these things like crazy, as as us lesbians are known to do. <laughs> Right. Yes. But we're we're trying to be as intentional as possible. Can you tell us about your book and like yeah, what what made you want to do that? Oh, thanks for asking. Um, well, you know about Apocalypse, which is mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. website that I came up with to tell women's stories. And it was based on the fact that I realized at about 45 that there were there was nothing out there for kind of older lesbians to tell our stories. And we hear that a lot. Actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. So I decided mm-hmm. to come up with this thing and it, it featured just a ton of women's stories, really interesting stuff from anything from adventure to music, to art and writing. And, and so then after a while, after going in the classroom as a speaker, I came up with the idea of this book. And what I realized was that I knew a lot of really impressive women that had done a lot of amazing things personally. So I decided mm-hmm. to for the first time in my life as a graphic designer, art director type to create my own art. I'm not an artist who paints pictures, but I love layout design and Photoshop. And so mm-hmm. I decided to just create this book from my heart and go to these women. And I knew how to prompt stories out of people from my blog. Mm-hmm. So I would ask them these questions and get them to write a little essay about their aha moment. And then I would do an illustrated timeline for each of their lives. So I would find a really cool picture of when they're young and like do Uh a photo illustration and then have them tell their hilarious stories. She's a comedian. So hers is hilarious. And then go ahead and um, talk about, I have these game cards that pulled out with fun facts and their bio Uh and then their like biggest accomplishment. That's cool. Um, And then I would do this whole illustrated timeline of their life. So each person gets like six pages. And that's awesome. And, and, and I featured something like 17 women like that. And then I put a bunch of women in the back, mostly with just their bio. I just had so much fun with it. That's awesome. Where can people get that book if they wanted well, to get it? If you go to my website at lesbiangamechangers.com, you might find that there's a two for one special. Oh, and so I'm happy to send it, two fine. for the price of one because I would like everyone to buy one for themselves and then deliver one to their local school or library. So that's my I goal. I love that. That's, that's a great idea. Awesome. What age range would you think this is good this for? Is like for sort school? of junior high to high school, sort of okay. my wheelhouse. That's really awesome. Well, thank you so yeah. much for um, for joining us. This was so wonderful. Thank you for having me. What a pleasure. How can yeah. everybody give all your social media so they can find you and oh, find the um, book? You can find me on Instagram at Lesbian Game Changers. I'm putting up a lot of really fun content. I'm doing a film series as well with the book. So I'm, I'm interviewing and telling stories of some of the women in the book and different women. And they're really short, informational, fun, like documentary style, like things. So there's lots of good information on my Instagram. My Facebook is Robin Lowy author. And if you want to follow Apocalypse, 
That's a tough one. It's spelled E-P-O-C-H-A-L-I-P-S. I just published an article about you two, so people could go to that if they are following you. I was going to add you. that. It's really fun. It's fun, and you'll find it's very deep. It has a lot of really cool stories and things inside there. So anyway. Some great stuff there. Yeah. And if you want to hire me for a speaker to talk about lesbian history, if you have anything to do with a school, I would love to come out just to get my face out there in front of those kids, because that's what yeah. I love the most. Because Aww. it's all about representation. It's that's amazing. what it's about. Well, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks for what you guys are doing. I love what you're doing. It's it's fantastic. Oh, thanks. Oh, I love the other Robin. I do too. Right? She's great. Yeah, what a lovely, lovely person. I know. These these episodes are important because you know yeah. there are history, mm-hmm. like the, the women who forged the path for us, or and the and the men and the non-binary folks, everybody who's forged a path for us. Yeah, it's important. It's important that we know our history and it's important to hear these stories, obviously. And Mm -hmm. I love that she's raised adult sons and she's done it. We got to raise some good men out there. Okay, so. Fingers crossed. Yes, fingers crossed. (laughs) I just want to raise decent kids, for God's sakes. (laughs) It seems like it should just happen, but I feel like it's it's, like you get a good one and you're really lucky. Yeah, it's true. It's true. All right. So, you guys, we just did a guest spot on this podcast called IVFU. It's a really great podcast. Yes. Yes. The host, Sam, she's amazing. Mm-hmm. She's like, mm-hmm. she's our new best friend, Jamie. She's cool. Uh, she, we musician, talked for so long to her. <laughs> right? Award-winning storyteller, mother through egg donor, and surrogate after eight long years of trying to get pregnant. That is she no has joke. A story. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, IVFU is all about making a family the new fashioned way, which on this podcast, y'all know a lot about that mm-hmm. and how it can affect everything from your career to your body to your bank account. We know about that mm-hmm. to your very identity, which we also mm-hmm. know about. So, <laughs> you know, like it, these, these two podcasts go well together. They do. And IVFU brings you along on the alternative baby-making journey, just like ours. And it's from the depths of despair to the overwhelming joy and everything in between. I mean, yeah. like Jamie just said, it, it's a pair. It's a bookend. It's a good pairing. It's, it's like a wine pairing, you know? <laughs> With cheese. So you can listen to IVFU every week on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere you stream your podcasts. You know, come that on, is we're correct. all everywhere. And, and Jamie, I want to tell everybody, in addition to this podcast, we are also live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Facebook. We for are. our live stream and you With can watch yes 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 and you could talk to us this coming mm-hmm. thursday on september 23rd is what we call a jamie and robin live stream episode so it's just gonna be us two idiots talking no I call mean, us we're idiots gonna... we are actually very smart and capable individuals let's i don't know where cookies. that came from i don't know cookies jamie anyways well, it's us it's us this week we're gonna be talking about back to school everything from the lost year to the new normal, adjusting your kids out of the house. Uh, so just join us, bring your questions and comments. And if you miss it, you can catch it on YouTube. It's interactive and it's fun. And we love seeing you guys there. So sure come do. join. We sure do. And also you can just let's keep this conversation going. If you don't join the live stream, you can catch us on the social. We are Ovaries Talk on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And we are If These Ovaries Could Talk on YouTube. And you can also, you know, support the podcast and join our community on Patreon at patreon.com slash ovaries talk. And you're going to get all that lovely bonus content there. Lovely. So much And you're doing a good thing. Speaking of doing a good thing, thank you to our sponsors, trustandwill.com, Every Plate, and California Cryobank. And a huge thank you to the folks who are already Patreon supporters. You're helping us make the show and we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Helen, thanks you too. Even though she's a grump. 
She's so mad. All right, Ugh, Jamie. Okay, all right. Eggs, Eggs ovaries, <laughs> out. Out, 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 out. If ovaries could talk, they would say. Eggs, ovaries, out.